Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Today's episode is brought to you by The Brave Podcast. The Brave Podcast is hosted by the most interesting man in podcasting, comedian and social commentator, Thelonious Monk. The Brave tells the story of eight diverse young activists who are creating solidarity and rising up to demand change. Find The Brave on Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast, or check it out at thebraveriseup.com. And I can't stop how I feel. I'm digging on you, you digging on me, we digging on we. For the first time, <laughs> you made a difference in my life. It's true. <laughs> and for the last time. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. all I got. That's all I got this week. How you want to start mid-sentence? Well, come on, sis. You can jump right on in. I mean, that's your job. You do the intros. I let you. I let you have that. That's but very... you're actually the one who sings. I just not critical. Not Yes. We got a guest. We got a guest. Praise the chakras, nigga. <laughs> oh my god. A mashup t-shirt. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh well if you can't already tell uh we have a guest in the person of our good sis hey friend hey friend hey it'll hey. be like all of these birds we <laughs> just can't help it it just comes out <sighs> friend welcome welcome to the kitchen table sis I'm very happy to be here. It's not the red table. It's not. It's not the red table. It's, it's just, not. It's, it's more not really of a weed table. Jade's side of the kitchen table is the weed table that it's for. Weeds as in flowers. <laughs> <laughs> what a disaster. Foliage. What a disaster. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess for the good of the order, Yes. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 63 of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia and this week, friend, where we will be discussing the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the triumphs, and the taxes of being a real live adult in the year of our Lord 2018. Because Ooh. who in the hell wants a musty soul? Because <laughs> <laughs> we got a mashup here. We got a mashup. Oh, God. Listen, we've been waiting for this moment for a long, long time because everybody hey. knows. That friend is also part of the conglomerate. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The sister circle. That's uh, right. And we're just happy to have you here, sis. We're just going to have a good time. I'm ready. I'm ready. My two missing sisters from Miami. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. 
I saw the pictures and I was like, I'm ready for the stories. Oh, we're going to have more because we're going to have more trips. Yes. And we're going to plan them way in advance because we know Fran is booked and busy. (laughs) Booked and busy like a biblioteca. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's so funny. We are ridiculous. We are. we are crazy. We're we are only three minutes in. I know. I know. It's like we get into your show. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get nothing done. Um, we can't. Oh yeah, better. how's everybody doing? You guys are good. How's your How's your week progressing thus far? How was your weekend? Guess first. It's been really good. You know what? Now that we have beautiful weather, I literally have no complaints. Really? Because I wore a hoodie today. I mean, you know. In comparison to us being in 30 degrees. I know. It wasn't 12 years of winter. (laughs) I'm happy. Yeah, as soon as the weather goes above 60, I have no complaints. You're right. So I'm good. You're right. See, you see how Fran be centering, she be centering niggas in their own shit. I try, I try. It's important. Uh, How was your weekend? Did you guys do anything fun? I worked. I had, um, I do an event on Sundays now called Soul Scream Sundays. Sorry, friend. I'm trying Wait, to breathe in your face. Um, it's this. It's this party that is a lot of. Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to describe this in a politically correct manner. You didn't um, last week. I didn't. <laughs> no. Okay, so it's a lot of. It's a lot of white people like <laughs> tattoos and like what? they're fun though. They're fun and they dance the 50s and 60s old like Jackie Wilson, Lonely Teardrops, like. And you. I do the food. Wow. I sell them food and they love it. That is They're like, what do you have today? I'm like, I have jerk guava sliders. And this time I did a coconut curry chicken slider mm. with a mango salsa and a guava pepper sauce. And I had to ask every last one of them, do you like spice? Do you like spice? Do you like seasoning? Do you like spice? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say, their definition of spice is probably going to be way different than our definition of spice. because I'm like, this is pepper sauce. Like, this is not Louisiana's. Like, this is not, you know, flavored vinegar. Like, this is none of that. Like, this is pepper sauce. But they they ate it up. One of of my good friends recently married, um, and she married a white man. And she's always, always telling me about how when she cooks, he just cannot get enough. Uh, ooh, right. So he'd be like, oh my God, what in the world did you do to this chicken? And she was like, you know, salt. <laughs> she was like, you know, just a little adobo and some garlic. Like, that's yeah. really all. It's nothing well, groundbreaking. Tell Serena, next time you talk to her, that I said hi. That's you your friend, Serena. <laughs> that's not my well, <laughs> We can call her Serena for this girl. Mm-hmm. So when Serena be asking what she does to her food, <laughs> she was like, "Laurie's, <laughs> Laurie's, what in the world did you put in this?" She, the lasagna. He was just licking his fingers. It's like and he don't know how to describe it to people. He's like, "My wife's food is so good." She said she uses something called Lawrence. <laughs> she uses Lawrence on it. <laughs> parsley on it. Fred, that's black. Every, every time you be making fun, you be like, you just put parsley on, the, on whether it's this show or XD. Like, like, that's me. I feel so triggered and attacked. Fred be like, parsley and paprika, that's all you that's need. It. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Not rigorous. I must be not rigorous. 
Oh <laughs> like, I be taking it to the whole and shit. <laughs> Sorry. People, I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is this, is, this is like this is like normal though. Mm-hmm. This is like actually normal behavior. <laughs> this is how so, it is when we actually see each other in real life. How was your week, sis? My week was long. I worked really, really hard. I had a retreat at work that went all the way into like Saturday afternoon. And oh, wow. then, um What's the retreat? What was it was a writing retreat. So essentially uh some fellows about uh, that are a part of a program that I'm um working with. Um, coming together they've done these like leadership projects on their campuses for the whole year and then they have to write like manuscripts for publication about the work that they've been doing to kind of feature these particular faculty are leaders at hbcus and you know currently the literature around historically black colleges and universities are often told by people who don't work there or have never been there or graduated from there or can't even mm-hmm. identify as a person of color. So right. we're trying to uh, work the project in addition to providing, you know, support and professional development for these faculty members. We want to recenter the narratives around HBCUs and minority serving institutions from the perspectives of people who actually live the lives and do the work. Um, so the writing retreat was designed to give them space and time to literally sit and write. So that's what we did like for 12 hour days for like five days in a row. So from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. with breaks for meals, it was just a bunch of us in the room typing fast, like literally the whole thing. So I did that from Tuesday to Sunday. I mean, Tuesday to Saturday afternoon. And my my brain was like applesauce after that. So I committed myself to not opening my laptop until Monday morning after that. Self-care. I did. I've never been to a retreat in my life. (laughs) It was, I mean, I think... I think that retreat is, is a loose phrase for what, what I went through. Cause I feel like retreats are supposed to be like relaxing, relaxing. Um, but this was very much, uh, you know, like a writing camp. Yeah. It was like, I a, know. Like a writing I ain't never been to one of those either. <laughs> like a, yeah. It was totally like a writing boot camp, which I feel like is a really good, um, thing, especially like I, I'm actually, some friends of mine are going to be doing a writing retreat in August. Because mm-hmm. there's some manuscripts that we want to get out. So I think the idea of it makes a lot of sense, but we just have to be more intentional about um, having time, even within that time, to like kind of get your mind together. Because it's hard to kind of sit in one spot and do anything for 12 hours at a time. That's not even how you're supposed to do stuff. Exactly. And even now, I don't know about y'all, but I feel like my attention span is struggling. I've been needing that. Oh, even for reading books, like I've been. Purposely, I I kind of switched over to Audible for a while, but now I've purposely been forcing myself to sit and read actual books mm-hmm. because I can sense this like the discipline. I've lost mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I have same. to read the same page like two or three times. Same. Like, what oh. is that? Yeah, because yeah. you just it's a muscle you haven't been using. And I used to be such a reader. Same. I was a huge reader. So that's Kia be making me feel mad on the conference. No, that's like, not I this writing camp and I just no, wrote I'm saying, to your yeah, point <laughs> to I'm like I pulled chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and made sauce. No, I think that that work is very, very important work. <laughs> it was mad rigorous. But she was over here using brain muscles. No, that's mad important work. We've got to have chicken. We've got to have <laughs> Right. I don't listen, we gotta have chicken. We cannot you're doing the Lord's work, sis. But, um, but you, to your point, friend, I think I think that is real. And I think that that is a, a, a symptom of 
the times that we're growing up in because we're so distracted and there's like, it's like we have multiple tabs open in our mind. (laughs) Where it's like you have all these programs running at one time. So like that whole reading lines twice thing, reading everything twice. Like I have to kind of get myself together and I feel bad even in praying. Like I have had to resort, not resort to, but even when I pray, I, I have to have a journal sometimes and like write out my prayers because that keeps me focused. Because sometimes mm. when I be praying, my mind goes to like places of like processing and thinking and like not praying anymore. Mm-hmm. So I have to kind of be into No, it's true. And I've noticed that. And yeah. even with things like Netflix, like I'll be watching a series and I'll have to rewind. Because you start looking at your phone. Do you know that is to rewind a scene like five times? <laughs> yes. yes, I just did it with Handmaid's podcast, Tale. I was listening to, um, I'm not going to say the first part, but Peace Theater. <laughs> Negro Peace Theater. Negro. Negroidian, Negroidian, Negroidian Peace Theater. Peace Theater. Yes. And I had to rewind your chapter. No, I kid you now, I'm not even exaggerating. When I got to like the seventh rewind, I was like, friend. <laughs> I was like, what is going on with you? Friend, do you know how is many times I had to rewind writing that chapter? <laughs> As I sat there and got distracted, I'm like, okay. Uh, Alicia said, "Woo, what am I doing over here? Like, I get so distracted it's with everything. I have like, to take naps. Like, I stop and take naps at work, as you all can see on social media. <laughs> I do. The multitasking age, which I get because we have to balance so many things. But I am seeing. Mm-hmm, it's too much. I'm starting to see, like, what that's turning into. It's too much. Not a fan. So I've actually been making more of a point to not multitask as much. Being like, like my schedule now, I'll pick three or four things per day that need to get done and I'll give it as much attention as I can. Right. Because having like, you know, all the things, you know, we tend to pack in our Mm -hmm. schedules. Yeah. But I don't know if this is old age or a symptom of social media. I think it's a little bit of both for me. (laughs) (laughs) I can can see, I can, I'm finding myself relating to my boss now because I used to just think she was just, you know, older and crazy and just she didn't understand <laughs> but, like i'm starting to see even talk about this at the kitchen table but even in like writing certain documents and getting things done at work i have had to become very very careful because the typos and the things oh are like don't taking over my life because it's <laughs> and it's just not that i am it's not that i'm not doing it but it's just like i'm kind of flying through it and thinking about 40 mm-hmm. other things and right. i have to be very focused like I've gotten to, I can't proofread on the computer anymore. I got to like print stuff out and hold it in my hand and read it and like scratch <laughs> words out with the pen. Like, I'm like, because otherwise, listen, otherwise I'll be out here. And y'all know, and I'll be so embarrassed. Like how I'm going to be the teen type of fast girl and all my tweets got typos. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Okay. But even with text messages and emails, I've been noticing my typos. I'm like, Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's not even just like I spelled it wrong. Whole word missing. <laughs> right. Like, what were you trying to say? I'm oh, like, oh, oh shit. Whole, like, three words. Yeah. And then the person texted back, like, I'm not entirely sure what, <laughs> what you were trying, you were trying to, say. to say, but yes. But okay. Like, I think <laughs> I think I got the yes, gist of it. Seven o'clock. <laughs> Seven oh, o'clock. Man. Oh my gosh. So we've already had like a whole mini episode, but let's get started. <laughs> We have. Let's take out some trash. Yes. Clean up, woman. <laughs> Clean. Let's get it, Ty. 
it's time to take out some basura. Cha cha cha. We don't have <laughs> we don't have a lot today. Um, first on the list, there will be a new feature on the iPhone, which will allow up to thirty-two people to FaceTime at what? one time. <laughs> Talk about overload. Why? Talk about overload. First of all. I have 168 unanswered messages in my phone right now. I know I'm in a different age group, Mm -mm. but why would, who, which 32 people? I'm in your age group. (laughs) Like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Is this for classes? Like for teachers? (laughs) But how distracting does this get? Webinars or something. I can't. It has to be. Like, we're going to host iPhone conference calls because I don't understand how 32 people can do anything at one time. I want to see what that looks like. Is it like 32 little boxes? It looks on like the, the Brady Bunch little thing. Yeah, that, and it just keeps crazy. spreading out. That seems like way too ugly. It's like a Zoom meeting. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I know I have my FaceTime disabled because I don't like talking. <laughs> Listen, I don't like talking to one person on FaceTime. <laughs> Listen, 32. Jade is the queen of all FaceTime. Jade is the queen of all FaceTime. I am. I, I, I FaceTime my loved ones. I mean, it is. I'd be like, let me just see your face right quick. Do you do voice notes? I hate that. Let me tell you like, something. Call no, me. there's when only one person in the world who voice voice notes, and that's Santana. <laughs> Santana loves a voice note. The other day I was out, and I know you're gonna hear this. <laughs> the other day I was out, I sent her a message. I was like, I can't hear. You're gonna have to text me. She sends me another voice note. I was like, girl, I can't hear. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll be in meetings. I can't answer them. So I don't love voice notes, but they do get a little convenient when you're like cooking or you're doing stuff in the kitchen. I can easily press it, send a message, but I don't, she's the only person I voice note and that's because she voice notes me. My favorite thing to do is text the person and say, I'm not listening to that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't listen to voicemails. I look like listening to a voicemail. I don't listen to voicemail. I haven't listened to a voicemail since 1998. I know I haven't. I know I haven't. I don't even want to. If I were to look at my phone right now, I'm about to look at my phone. It's probably. I would say 102. I'm about to look at mine right now. I have. Oh, wait. What date was. The last one? Did I send myself a voicemail? Oh, but you have recent ones. Yeah, I don't listen to them. I have voicemails from like 2015. Oh, what's the the oldest one? But my mailbox is full. I don't know. Yes, your mailbox is full. (laughs) (laughs) I have. 193 voicemails on my phone right now. <laughs> 190. I have 172 text messages. Oh, so people get real mad at me with texting. I, I could not look at like. I no, I can't look at alerts and see that I have 173 anything. 172 text messages Who are right you now. Ignoring? Everybody. I don't know. Why don't like, we pull up your phone? You <laughs> Everybody. She's ignoring everybody. See, all this holistic stuff y'all be seeing. See, Fran is really a troll. She's really Probably a troll. <laughs> I know. Anyway. It's a brick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you send that to Kia? Not yet. Kia. Oh, He's going to die. She's like, why did you send this? This is too much. Next on the trash. Kia's favorite person, Gabrielle Union. See that? And Jessica Alba are going to be in Bad Boys 2. No, thank you. That was exactly my reaction when I saw it. I said, Jessica Alba, but she don't even think she's Latina. What? (laughs) Is she? Yes, ain't she? Yes. Jessica Alba, isn't she Latina? I I didn't know. That's the one, ain't it? What else would she be? Well, she, she... she she operates as a white woman. 
White. White. As a white woman. Bless her heart. Yeah. Are you guys going to see it? No. I'm not here for it. <laughs> I don't want to see a Mark. I don't want to see. I don't think Martin's getting ready to do anything. I think I, we just just leave Martin right where he was and enjoy him and appreciate him. And they don't need to ruin the good bad boy. Um, Wait, hold on. Okay, I'm misunderstanding. Legacy. Martin and Will Smith are still in it. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking you mean. But I don't know Gabrielle why they posted. And Jessica are replacing them. Oh my like god, that would be, be terrible. Oh, that, <laughs> that would be awful. That would be terrible. <laughs> that would be terrible. They're going to be in it, oh, but god, but I've seen Will Smith and Martin interact with each other and be like Bad Boys Two, but I'm or Bad Boys Three, Four, Three, Three, Three. I'm not three. I don't want to see it. They just need to leave well enough alone. Just like Jurassic World. Nobody wants to see that. I just don't get the money going into reboots when there's so many creatives you. out there with a mate. I mean, that we even know amongst our friend group. So I can only imagine what's out there in the world of people right. who have scripts and, you know, like. And, and, and you, no, I, we don't need it. We yeah, don't need Bad Boys sad. 3. Bad Boys <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here for it. <laughs> Next, what would Jessica Alba do? I remember, like, and Gabrielle, you, she, she was Martin's sister. Gabrielle Union was she Will Smith? I thought yeah. she was Will Smith's girlfriend. She became Will Smith's girlfriend. Okay, but she's um, Martin's sister. Okay, I totally. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I don't know what they. Probably Jessica Alba is probably a love interest. I'm assuming. Maybe she's a villain. I don't. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just made that up. Either way. Either way, I'm gonna pass. Yeah, I'm not going to go pay my good money to see that. I'll wait till it comes to the fire stick. I barely go to the movies. I only go when Jade and Crystal ask me. I know. Like, friend, let's go see Girls Trip. I'm not even exaggerating. Friend, let's go, go see A Wrinkle in Time. Right. Look, and you were so happy you went and saw that damn oh, movie. Yeah, I cried. I believe you. Cried? Bald. 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 Oh, no. No, it was nice. She's like, yes, I'm She's like, I'm just unpacking. <laughs> that that ma'am always takes me. When young people call me ma'am, I'd be like, oh. I know I hate it. Or miss. Miss. I'm like, shut up. No, I'm no. Wait till y'all have kids. I go to Noah's school and they'd be like, hi, Noah's mom. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I would All be right. okay with that over ma'am. That- I know, ma'am is old. Oh, ma'am. ma'am is old. When we went to the concert yesterday, we got uh, drinks and Keisha got ID'd and I didn't. And I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> It's them cheeks. That's all, sis. It's just I'm a, old. It's just a <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I got carded buying kombucha at Whole Foods. You were by the, the alcoholic one? It, the girl was like, I'm going to have to see your ID. And I was there like, you're kidding. My like, girl, I'm trying to get my probiotics up. Candles and kombucha. What do you think I'm about to go get? I'm literally about to go get lit. <laughs> the young people drink kombucha to get drunk? I guess so. Yeah, the young people eat Tide Pods. So I don't, oh, I don't, I get it, I guess. You know what I'm saying? I don't get it. I do not get no, it. No, I get the carding experience. They're like, we have to try to omit this mess, <laughs> this mess uh, addiction situation as much as we children. can. But child, <laughs> us, we're not going to allow you to do that to yourself if you're not of age. Uh, <laughs> Kenya's pregnant. So I saw that and I started counting on my fingers because when <laughs> I saw that, when did um? Well, I mean, I guess when did they wrap? Because 
when did they shoot? Don't they shoot the reunion like before, like way before it airs? I don't think so, actually. I thought they did, but I started thinking that I'm thinking that they're shooting stuff closer to like current time now. Okay. Well, I mean, congrats. I know that this is something that she's been wanting for a long time. So, Godspeed. Right. Yes. She's married, right? Mm. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it like that. Her husband, his nose ring, prominently featured. Oh. He has a nose ring. He has a nose ring. Is it like a stud or a hoop? <laughs> it's a stud. <laughs> is it like, like a rhinestone or like a, like a flat metal? Oh my God. Jay. I don't feel like it's a flat metal. Wow. I don't feel like it's big. She's, but it is a nose ring because Sheree asked her about it. <laughs> asked him about it. Oh, God. Asked him about it, Sheree. Sheree was Shere. like, I like your nose ring. And Kenyon was like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I like your man's jumpsuit. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's me all day. Oh, that is you. That's me all day. I get it from my mother. I remember this one lady told my mother, she was like, oh, you gained a little weight. My mom said, I'm just trying to catch up to you. <gasps> like, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do us that's all i'm saying and last on the trash have you been watching the red table talk i did watch this i did get caught up on uh on jada and gabby's come to jesus what'd you think did we talk about i watched that? no okay. i watched it while i was cleaning my makeup brushes so <laughs> yeah that is so um <laughs> <laughs> that was what you're so you that's just so I was, cute. Sure I was cleaning my makeup brushes I was I just bought the little laptop in the bathroom and was just scrubbing <laughs> like, <laughs> so I mean I felt like we didn't get to the meat of the matter I was waiting for them to be like you know I really wasn't fooling with you because of xyz but they kind of talked around their beef right which was a little anticlimactic for me they they never said. Did you watch your friend? Which episode? The one with Gabrielle Union. No, they I saw the one with the ex-wife. That one was good. Yeah, that, that was one good. was actually that one was actually really good. Me oh, and, that's the one we talked me about. Me and Dustin, mm-hmm. we, <laughs> 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 we love how Willow is so into it. She be like, mm-hmm. mm. she's like, yes. yes. Me and Dustin talked about oh, that too because oh. I was like, Willow. Willow is low key a ninety year old woman. She is. She, she be like, like yes, mom, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm she like, why is Willow? She be scratching the toes up in the shoes. So like, yes. Destiny and I literally started the friend zone with two minutes of just. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Y'all be making I do remember that. And everyone, I do remember that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to stop listening to both the friend zone and the read at work because oh, I'd be at my desk oh in a full God. yell laugh no. and scaring all my coworkers. Hey, Fury? Oh, doing that accent, I was on the treadmill. I did not. I had to stop. <laughs> I had to press the emergency stop. <laughs> I was about to. <laughs> I was not expecting that. The little ad came up and then he was like, no. my name Adonis. Yes. <laughs> it was the when I really and the bread. Yes, the bread. Done. That's when I really <laughs> lost it. That's when I really lost that's it. He was like, you know, Y'all can get that bread food. And I was like, huh? And then Crystal's lap was, 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 was What was happening? 
She was like, no, no. She, she was progressively down. <laughs> that moment and another moment, the other moment I put on my snap when Crystal was going off about Roseanne. Yes. And she was like, uh, these, the, all the people, listen to all the people that she doesn't feel bad for. And Fury was in the back like, same, yes. same, same, same. I was like, why is he singing like this? He was like, same. Why is he singing? I literally stopped the episode and called him and was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> You've got me in trouble at work. I'm at the writing retreat and I'm laughing. The people know that I'm not writing. <laughs> I'm better you being at the writing retreat. I was at the writing retreat like, let me just get my work done. Like you really on. thought you was about to get some writing done with Marie. Oh my so, God. The, my shoulders was just bank head bouncing <laughs> in the room. They was like, Tequila, what are you doing? And Kid Fury acted a fool this week, a whole fool in that oh opening. Oh my god. That had me listened. Yes, if you haven't listened, get your whole life together and, and head on over to the read. Please. But I think that wraps up the trash, right? Yes, that wraps up the trash. Let's get into the graduation announcements. My sister's popping right now, like. What up, y'all? We're back with the graduation announcements. Let's get it, get it, cracking, cracking. Um, as always, be sure to send your graduation announcements to Getting Grown Pod cast at gmail.com um mm-hmm. we're gonna get started the very first uh email comes from lawn lawn says i know this is very late my name is alondra and i know it's very hard to pronounce so you can just call me lawn but i got it right sis that's right <laughs> in grand fashion <laughs> i would like to shout myself out on december 15th 2017, I graduated with my master's in criminal justice from Lamar University in Beaumont, Texas. I'm a single mom out here working and trying to live my best life. Um, She had her daughter when she was 22, and um, everybody had an opinion about her life, about how she was a mom with and being a young single parent, and how she wasn't going to finish college, but Alondra did it anyway. So uh, she said, let me tell you how my God has shown up and shown out. My daughter has been at all three of my graduations, associate's, bachelor's, and now master's. And I have surpassed all of the limitations that they set for me and showed them how we get the job done. Shout out to you, Alondra. We're proud of you uh, for getting your master's. That's what's up. Shout out to you, sis. The next one comes from Vivian. She says, my name is Vivian, pronounced in teacher. Oh, Vivian in teachery. A former colleague at my law firm put me onto your podcast last fall, and I've been a huge fan ever since. If you ladies are ever in Toronto, I'd be more than happy to show you around my beautiful city. Oh, thanks, I've man. never been to the six. Yeah, I need to go. Thanks, dude. I'd like to give myself a shout out for successfully completing my articles, the bar licensing process in Ontario, Canada, for my upcoming calls to both the Law Society of Ontario and the New York Bar. Get it? Yes. Yay. By the grace of God, the love, support of her family, and all of her hard work, she graduated last year from the Canadian. Canadian and American dual JD program at the University of Windsor Faculty of Law and the University of Detroit Mercy School of Law with Latin honors. Come through. Um, I wrote the Ontario bar exam and the New York bar exam the summer. I graduated from law school roughly three weeks apart and I passed both exams on my first try due to some personal issues. Uh, I held off on submitting my application for admission, but I'm proud to say that I will be sworn into the Ontario bar on June 27th. That's the day before Noah's birthday. And the New York bar on July 18th, three weeks apart again. I'll be returning to the National Full Service Law Firm based in the Financial District of Toronto, where I spent my summer in law school and completed my articles as a litigation associate. So congratulations to you, 
Vivian, you did the damn thing. I did. So, so good. Just all of the accolades just out here. Um, Girl, listen, that's what people be saying. Not me, though. (laughs) (laughs) So terrible. This is terrible. That's terrible. Um, The next email comes from Nigeria Tally. She says, greetings, Jade and Kia. Y'all are great. You too, sis. Um, She'll be quick. She just wants to shout out her family, besties, and her boo. All of them have graduated this past academic year. So first things first, my mama, Melissa, graduated from Wilberforce University with a bachelor's degree in health and human services on May the 5th, 2018. Despite the the odds she did it, her story is long and full of trials, tests, and triumphs. But with God, she excelled and completed her degree. Secondly, her boo, Austin, graduated from uh, Aquinas College with a bachelor's in dual, a dual bachelor's in sports management and business administration. He wrapped that up on May 5th. Um, then her auntie, Daria, graduated from the University of Dayton with a PhD in uh, educational leadership. Um, hey. Her best friend, Lydia Rose, graduated in December from the University of Cincinnati with a bachelor in organizational leadership and a minor in business. And her best friend, Maya graduated from the University of Tennessee with a bachelor's in communications um, on May the 12th. And she's going on to complete an internship in Ireland in June. Ooh. So shout out to both best friends, Auntie Mama and Boo Thing for doing all of that <laughs> hard work and graduating. These are awesome accomplishments and we are super proud of you. Thanks for Absolutely. writing in. Thanks for writing in, Nigeria. That's what's up. Yes. And I love your name. Right. Our next one comes from Proud Auntie. She says, praise the Lord, sisters. I've fallen in love with your podcast. It gets me through the day and the week. Thank you for being you. And I'll keep this short. My three cousins, Nelson, Akpuzar, mm-hmm. Akpuzer, Diamond Ford, and Rashida. I'm so sorry. I'm just ruining this. Purifoy and my nephew, Nicholas Wooden, all graduated from high school this year. Our collective family could not be more proud. Rashadia graduated high school in Selma, Alabama, where she was the valedictorian. She's headed to the University of Alabama. Nicholas and Nelson graduated from David W. Carter High School. You know, my alma mater. Nelson is planning to attend Cedar Valley College in Dallas, Texas. Nick graduated with honors and scholarship offers to Texas A&M and Texas Southern. He hasn't decided what he's going to do yet, but I trust God that it's going to be awesome. Diamond is graduating as an A&B honors student from Wilmer Hutchins High School in Dallas, Texas. She will also be attending college in the Dallas area. Thanks for the chance to highlight their accomplishments. We're so very proud of them all. It takes a village. Yes, it does. Be blessed. Love that. So congratulations to all of your nieces and nephews. Proud auntie. I'm a proud auntie too. Yes, you sure are. Always claim nieces and nephews that's out here getting degrees and diplomas and things. Thank you. Um, The next email comes from Breezy, who is giving a shout out to her favorite DJ uh, at DJ Key Money, Keisha, who put her on to getting grown. She's forever grateful. So shout out to you, Keisha. Um, Breezy is emailing to shout out herself. She'll be graduating in May with a master's in criminal justice from Texas State University with a 4.0 GPA. Hey. Uh, She participated in quite a few diversity organizations and honor societies, presented research at a conference, facilitated uh, open dialogues regarding tough conversations on race and academia, and earned an academic achievement award from the Coalition of Black Faculty and Staff. She also got the Outstanding Graduate Student Award. She plans to get a PhD in something and advocate for women of color in higher education. Um, 
Thanks, y'all. And please never stop doing what you're doing. Black academics like me need y'all. No, Brisha, we need, um, we need you. Breezy, we need you. I think your name is Al Brisha, though. So thank you, sis, for writing this email, for listening to the show. Shout out to you for completing your master's and for uh, securing the bag with these good good uh, awards and things. Outstanding graduate student of the year and stuff well, like I that. No, know when you uh, go ahead and get that PhD, though. Knuck if you buck. Let's cry mob ho. Our next one <laughs> says, hey, Jay and Kia. My name is Micken Zeno, and I currently reside in Austin, Texas. I wanted to give a shout out to my little brother, Matthew Phoenix, on his upcoming graduation from Central Medical Magnet High School in Beaumont, Texas on June 9th. Beaumont is in the house tonight. For real. Attending Hardin-Simmons University in the fall on an academic football scholarship. Additionally, I'd like to give a shout out to my cousin, Jordan King, who will be graduating from Westbrook High School, also in Beaumont, Texas, on the same date. She's in the top 20 of her class. She'll be attending my alma mater, the University of Texas at Austin, in the fall. I was considered a first-generation college student, grad in my family, so it really touches my heart to see the generation under me continuing their education as well. I'm so proud of them. And though they're starting to make me feel old, I can't wait to see what their future becomes. Thanks for the shout out. Love the show. I've attached a picture of my brother and he's super cute. He's adorable. adorable. He looks like an old boy who's about to play Superfly, but a baby version. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next email comes from Denisha Grady. Denisha says, hi, Jaden Kia. I am hard pressed to find a better greeting than praise the Lord, niggas. So thank you for that. No. You're welcome. <laughs> you are so uh, my name is Denisha Grady, and I want to give a graduation shout out to myself. It is late, but studying for the bar starts right after graduation. She graduated on May 11th from the University of California, Berkeley School of Law with her Jewish doctorate. Mm. Um, this has been a lifelong goal and has not been easy by any means. My mother passed away at the beginning of my third year of law school, but nevertheless, I persisted, and this degree is both for and because of her. Thank you for giving us all the chance to be recognized, Denisha. Shout out to you, Denisha, for persisting um, through your sadness and your grief and making your mama proud and making me proud, too. That's, That's right. awesome, Fish. Absolutely. Congratulations. Our next one comes from Yolanda. Hello, ladies. My name is Yolanda, and I'd like to give myself a shout out for graduating with my master's in physician assistant studies from Albany Medical College on May 24th. I'm proud of myself for going back to school and making this career change after almost 10 years in the working world. Congrats to all of the graduates. Thank you, ladies, for all that you do. Thank you, Yolanda. Congratulations, Yolanda. Yes, Yolanda. No, <laughs> I wouldn't go back after 10 years so I I, I I read these graduate graduation announcements because I love them because I'm not doing it so <laughs> I love it it just makes me so happy we out here typing fast everybody I love it um the next email uh says hey cousins um I bring you greetings from Houston Texas H time hey, you um, know. she will keep this brief I would like to publicly send my congrats to my daughter, Layla Reed, on completing the eighth grade and going on into the ninth grade. Talking about, <laughs> talk about tests and the trials because middle school kids are a trip. She struggled with being... Uh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she struggled with being tall, thick, uh, being a tall, thick chocolate girl. And when I told her about Kia, she fell in love. Hey, boo! Oh. <laughs> she has been inspired to cut her hair and go natural this summer. She says she wants to be to one day type fast and not be out here wrinkled. Yes! <laughs> like Miss Kia. Oh my God. I am. I am moved. She's inspired by my skin. That's a blessing. 
<laughs> she should be she said, old, nice skin. <laughs> she said, I love y'all. Thank you for the constant laughs and good work. She thinks it's so funny when y'all say praise the Lord, niggas. I told her, don't go to school and say that. Please don't go to school and say that. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Please don't go to school and say that with some white folks. Please save that for the kitchen table talk. That's right. That's very good advice. Uh, not a mixed company. Not a mixed company. Yes, Sign a single black mom out here making it happen. Thank you so much for writing in. And Layla, we love you. I'm proud of you. Keep being your amazing, thick, chocolate, beautiful, intelligent, brilliant self. You damn right. Layla. I have been aspiring to be chocolate and tall <laughs> for, for a long time, okay? <laughs> so you make sure you embrace that, all right? <laughs> yes, girl. Congratulations. Yes. You keep us updated on your journey. And mom, Please don't do. let her listen to this too much, Lord Jesus. Please. Make <laughs> sure that you listen to the episode before you let Layla listen to it, because sometimes yeah. we're just not exactly PG-13. No, no. And it's my, usually my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> Our next one says, praise the almighty Lord, nigga. Praise Good morning, Jaden Kia. Praise I'd like him. to give a big shout out to my brethren, my mentor and senior manager, Ivan A for working full-time in finance and securing his MBA from NYU this graduation yes. season. Ivan, you are a boss. We see you. Congratulations. Gifting you a free Vingo wine tour for you and two more to enjoy. Hey, we got to read a gift. <laughs> Go ahead, Ivan. Get it. Get it. You get ready? it. Get it. Congratulations. And thank you, Kristen, for writing in. Indeed. The next email comes from Aunt Darcy. She says um, to call her that. So that's what I will. Aunt Darcy is 41 and so proud of me and Jade. <laughs> For all of our accomplishments. Aww. She said, you inspire her old ass. We love you, Andasi. We sure do. Andasi is writing in to send a graduation shout out to uh, her young king, her shining light, Mr. Zadir Zion King. He will be graduating. Zadir will be graduating from North Academy of Arts and Communications High School. I'm so proud of him, not only for growing up here in the north side of Minneapolis, yes, Minnesota, there are black people here and a lot of them, yes, but I for beating to. the odds of not becoming a science, uh, not becoming a product of his environment, all while being raised in a single parent household with no, with no involved uh, father figure. He will be attending St. Cloud State University in St. Cloud this fall. He will be majoring in science with a minor in music production on a full academic scholarship. Hey, um, Dossie says, I know this guy long winded, long winded, but I'm busting at the seams with happiness for my baby. She attached Aww. his senior picture. He's rocking his black panther on his sweater. That's it. That's T'Challa. Right. Um, and uh, Aunt Dossie follows up by saying, P.S. Don't put turkey bacon on my anything. <laughs> we talked about that last week. Hey, hey, hey now. <laughs> Fran, you don't even eat turkey bacon. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes, but thank you, Aunt Dossie. And shout out, shout out, shout out to Zadir Zion King. Zadir Zion. Now yes. the joy. Oh my God. Yes. Is in Zion. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. Oh, Praise the Lord, niggas and nigglets. Yes. Yes. First, let me extend. That's what you call it, little children. <laughs> nigglets. First, let me extend thanks to hashtag team typing fast and academic possibility model Kia and chef creative extraordinaire. Yes. <laughs> yes. Come on. Talk about food creations. I want to cook. Cooking is fun. 
Thank you for this opportunity to shout out myself, my sis, and her pre-queen. My sis, uh, excuse me, my girl Sasha graduated from Arizona State University with a master's in education and curriculum and instruction with a concentration applied behavior analysis. Oh, did I? Okay, I said that right. Analysis on May 7th. This is her second master's, might I add. Go ahead. Oh, Sasha lost her grandfather this spring and still Mm. pushed through. She's a mom to Sophia, loving partner to her girlfriend, Esh, and special education teacher. So our condolences to you, Sasha. Her daughter, Sophina, is moving up from preschool to pre-K on June 7th. Yay! I love it. And the tribe is very pleased. Soph won't be four until July, but she's excelling academically and currently learning to read. Hey! Oh, my God. I know. I know. (laughs) Lastly, I, Simone, graduated from Louisiana State University on May 12th with a master's of education and counseling with a concentration in school counseling. Love it. I lost my father in January 2018 and my sister-in-law in March 2017 to cancer. I had times when I wanted to quit, yet God, my family, therapy, and podcasts like The Read, The Friend Zone, and Getting Grown got me through. I love y'all. Please come to Charlotte soon. My heart. (laughs) Simone, thank you so much for writing in. And, you know, we give you all of the praise for getting through and doing what you need to do despite your loss. Totally. Um, Congratulations to Safina. We know that she's on her education journey and she's about to do it. And Sasha as well. Congratulations to all of you. So, so, so amazing. Uh, The next email comes from Laura. Laura says, hi, Jaden Kia. Uh, I recently graduated from high school this past Saturday. I graduated top 20% of my class. And though I could have done better, I'm proud of myself for making it through. It hasn't been an easy four years, but I'm still here with my diploma, even though they spell her name wrong. Mm. How you spell? You okay. gotta get that fixed. How you yeah. gonna misspell Laura? Yes, yeah, make okay. you think about it. Yeah, man. Uh, and listen, girl, top twenty percent of your class, honey, millions didn't make it. That is more than good that enough, is, girl. You want to talk? You want to have a conversation? Celebration wins. <laughs> Celebration wins. Right. All wins. All wins. Anyway, Laura is advancing to college as a bright future scholar. She's going to be majoring in something. I don't know yet. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> that and is so funny. minoring in French. My goal is to be a psychiatrist. Thanks so much for these announcements. They're a moment of hope and joy in my day, and I take it wherever I can find it. Congratulations, Laura. We're proud of you. You're doing amazing work. You you want to go to college. Yes, and if you want us to write in about your diploma, we will let them know that they are raggedy. And how can you misspell Laura? Y'all are just being lazy at this point. Being lazy. That's pretty raggedy. Congratulations, sis. Our next one says, hi, Dr. Jade and Dr. Kia. Dr. Jade, never. Hi, Dr. (laughs) Kia and Chef Jade. Happy graduation season. And thank you so much for doing these announcements. My name is Maria Elena. Oh, like Mary Ellen, but in Spanish. I've been an avid listener since the first episode dropped and want to thank you sincerely for all the joy, praise, cackles and inspiration. I'm shouting out my prima primera, mi reina mm-hmm. afro-latina, amiga de mi corazón. Oh, yes, oh this is for me. The brilliant and beautiful Dr. Caitlin Maureen Hall, who yeah. received her doctor of medicine on June 1st from the Charles R. Drew University of Medicine and Science School of Urban and Undeserved underserved medicine, part of the David Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA. Woo! Yes. She also took a year off from med school last year to get her master's of public health from Columbia University and will be doing her residency at UCLA in pediatrics. 
Prima, you are the most driven, brilliant, and hilarious person I know, and my heart is bursting with love and pride at your achievements. I also want to shout out Dr. Jose Escobar, (laughs) her fiance who graduated. I know I'm childish. (laughs) Who graduated uh, with her from the David Geffen School of Medicine, who will also do his residency at UCLA in primary care. Jose, I'm so proud and happy for you. You did it. You're already a part of the family, and I can't wait to make y'all for y'all to make it official. So she attached some beautiful pictures and we thank you so much, Maria, for writing in. And I love that you wrote this email for me to read. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm so happy that you were actually the one that read it. I probably would have deferred to you like, Jade, this is for you. You definitely should have let me read that. Oh, (laughs) Listen. So rigorous. So rigorous. (laughs) All right, we down to the last one. Praise the Lord, niggas. Hey, cousins, Jade and Kia, it's been great to watch you both grow from the beginning, and I can't can't wait to see where you'll go in the future as we all get grown together. God bless y'all. God bless you, sis. Um, Yes, always. I would like to shout out myself, Raquel Hardaway, and my ace, Marcy Early, for graduating in December of 2017. We were a part of a dual degree scholarship program called the Cooperative Development Energy Program through Fort Valley State University and HBCU in Fort Valley, Georgia. We both attained bachelor's of science and mathematics degrees in three years. Come on, from the Fort Valley State University in May 2014 and continued to one of the partner schools, the University of Arkansas, in August of 2014 to pursue the second degree. And by the grace of God, we both graduated again together this past December with Bachelor's of Science in Civil Engineering. And I had uh, a minor in sustainability, a hashtag degree deltas. I also want to shout out my girl, Chantel Romer, who graduated from the University of Arkansas on May 12th with her Bachelor of Science in Civil Engineering. I'm so proud of us for persisting through everything thrown our way and may our checks be commensurate with each of our strong work ethics and all that we bring as black women. Love y'all and keep encouraging us and yourselves. Raquel Hardaway. Thank you, Raquel. Congratulations to you. Yes. To you, to Marcy and to Chantel for all your hard work, for being awesome black women in STEM. I love it. I love it. I can't get enough. Congratulations to all of the graduates. Um, make sure you are sending your graduation announcements to getting grown podcast at gmail.com because we love to read them. When are we, when do we wrap up graduation season last year? I think June, June. I think, I think we got a couple more weeks because we wanted to give space for the high school graduates that are coming up. Yes, we definitely want to do that. So we're going to go through the end of June for the graduation announcements. So if you have some squeeze them in there, yeah, man, before, before time is up until the next graduation announcement season, um, really quickly before we finish the team type of fast, um, makeover giveaway and regalia photo shoot was this past weekend. Um, shout Yay! out to, shout out to our winner, Dominique, who earned her master's degree in education from Lincoln University. I will be posting pictures from the photo shoot and everything, um, like that on my Ooh, social media. But yeah. Yeah, we were able to gift Dominique with um, a makeup application and a free photo shoot in her cap and gown so that she can have those pictures to share with her family. Super excited. And um, thank you to everyone who submitted an application for consideration for the giveaway. Um, And we are just so 
happy to be able to be a blessing to Dominique in, in, in celebration of all of her hard work. Um, I'm also going to leave a link. Dominique, as a, a teacher, is um, hosting or doing a campaign to get some iPads for her students. She wants three iPads oh, yes. for her students. And she's on, I think she's only got like $1,000 to go. So I will make sure that that information is included in the information box. I'm going to also put it um, on the post on my Instagram um, and Twitter as well. So if you guys can support Dominique in helping her get some much needed tools for her classroom to, um, to educate her kids, um, that would be a favor to me. So shout out to you, Dominique. Congratulations again on all your hard work. Congratulations to all the graduates in the, um, yes. in the segment. And we're going to move on to the kitchen table. Y'all ready? Yes. Support for today's episode of Getting Grown comes from Lioness. A lot has changed in the world since the 1980s, but for the most part, our understanding of female sexuality hasn't. That's because we've hardly seen any dedicated research on the matter since then. Enter Liz and Anna, founders of the Lioness Vibrator. They're here to fight the outdated stigmas and societal taboos that have held us back for decades. The Lioness Vibrator is the first and only health tracker for your sex life. With unique technology never before available outside of research labs, you can self-experiment and learn about your own body in a whole new way. Simply use it like any normal vibrator and sync it to your app to gain a new insight into your sex life and have fun with some self-experimentation. Use the insights for yourself or share what you learn with a partner. Learn more and take 15% off your Lioness at lioness.io forward slash grown. That's lioness.io forward slash grown. All right. Welcome to the kitchen table. Um, we are going to first again, we want to thank Fran for joining us. We're going to have some fun conversation at the kitchen table this week. Um, and I wanted to talk about feedback. Um, I gonna share a quick story about how this week I had to do my performance evaluation at work and um, I had all kinds of anxiety about the kind of feedback that I was going to get. And it just kind of put me in the place where I was thinking like, oh man, feedback is a necessary thing, but why is this so hard to receive? Um, so I wanted to talk about that at the table today. So I guess I'll start by asking you guys, am I the only one? Do you guys get anxiety or apprehension around getting feedback or criticism for your performance? Ladies first, Fran. <laughs> <laughs> Only you. Um, yeah, of course. I think it's it's normal to to feel anxiety, especially as creative. Well, not even especially as creatives. Anybody in general, yeah. Just any output. Hearing back what people think about it is mm -hmm. always going to feel mm -hmm. away because people are always going to think different things. Whether it's positive, negative, no one's ever going to give you like a hundred percent positive feedback. Very rarely. Right. I mean, it, ha it probably happens, but yeah, I think anxiety about it is totally normal. I know every time I cook, I get anxiety. Really? Like, whew, Lord Jesus, are they going to like this? Is the consistency going to come out right? Is the flavor going to be okay? Are people going to say it's over-salted, it's under-salted, it's too this, it's oh, too that? that's so funny. So you, like, you're always super critical. I'm always super, super critical of what I cook. Right. Always, every single time. Like, I'm like, sorry, y'all, I put too much vinegar. Sorry, y'all, I put too much salt. And they're like, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> every time but I do every time I cook and Tristan of all people well we'll get into that anyway 
<laughs> no, I think that's 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 amazing. Well, I mean, I think that speaks to like our passions, right? Because we get anxiety or nerves about feedback when it comes to things that we really care about and how we present and represent ourselves in different spaces. But in terms of like different kinds of feedback, anybody have like a story about, um, you know, a time where they got some feedback that put them in their feelings and how did they get out of their feelings? Oh gosh. Probably so many. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, where should I start? You know, and mothering, <laughs> you get it all the time. Oh, I get oh, it from wow. my partner, which is different. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. you have to get on the same accord. And sometimes, you know, I may discipline differently than he disciplines. And he will be like, well, maybe if you do more of this, you know, you'll get a different response out of her because she's totally a daddy's girl. So <laughs> if you do more of this, and so I, yes, I get a lot of feedback when mm. it comes to mothering. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it happens sometimes. I mean, I think for me, the feedback I would say would be most relevant is with my career, where people, not so much now, but maybe a few years ago, people would tell me like, um, you know, if you showed your body more, mm-hmm. um, straight, wow. you know, if you, it's, people would be like, yo, if you like played up your looks more as far as like doing the beat face and give, you know, and mm-hmm. giving more looks and really playing that up because mm-hmm. I'm so laid back. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, especially when I was on YouTube, like a lot of the executives would be like, if you did more of the like, what's in my bag and you know, uh, OTD, like lookbook videos. Yeah. And they were like, play the game. Like you have a look and they felt that I wasn't utilizing it mm-hmm. as much as I could be to make more money. And, you know, let's be real here. I have a big butt. And it's trendy. Right. It's a trendy yeah. look. My Which shape, is annoying. Right. My shape is trendy. And so... And people would be frustrated, like, you know, all these layers and this tomboy shit, like, it's cool, it's how you dress, but, like, you could really make a killing. Right. They're like, put on some leggings. Yeah, if you were out here, you know, tooting it up on the sink. <laughs> being Noah. <laughs> oh, my God. Not being Noah. Obviously, there's absolutely nothing wrong with tooting it up on the sink, but I just... That's just not what you want to do. I just wasn't doing that. It's just a matter of I wasn't doing it. And it felt interesting that people were suggesting I do it so that I'd have Mm -hmm. bigger numbers. And it's true. The funny thing is when I do post an outfit or my body, the likes are higher. Right. You know, but but that's just how it works. As opposed to like, you know, a picture of plants or something, (laughs) or whatever it is I post. Those are my favorites, though. all the time those plants though do you see how they are like orchestrated by the window (laughs) you know people will project what they perceive would be a better uh a better trajectory for your path you know what I mean and they'll they'll kind of like put that on you like yo if you did this you make a killing and it's like you're right I probably would but if I'm not doing that then it's intentional you know like I just I'm doing what I want to do I have a story. Yeah. I don't know if I told this. Did I tell a story? I don't care if I say the nigga's name because it don't bother me. Did I tell oh, a story God. about Memphis? Memphis? The one who used to be. No. Yeah. All right. Y'all want to hear a story about feedback? Oh, God. <laughs> so, oh, God. 
So I used to work at Sony and he also worked at Sony. Um, and, you know, I was I loved what I was doing. I was working in licensing and strategic marketing. Like music has always been my thing. So I was like, I have found my place. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, OK, well, I have a really good ear and I was really cool with the A&R department. So everybody in the A&R department was rallying to get me to work for the A&R department. And I was going to be working under him and one other A&R. So I interviewed with the other A&R. He loved me. We already had a good rapport. I interviewed with the president of Jive. He loved me. Everything was great. His assistant, I'm, I still love her. Mim, I interviewed with him. Yes, I don't care about the nigga knowing. Oh, <laughs> oh God. So... He, um, so I interviewed with him and we're laughing and we're kicking and it, and it turns out to be a good interview. Now I'm dressed how I dress. I too dress like a tomboy yeah, or I like, like a tomboy. <laughs> I'm very comfortable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but in, in the music industry, you don't have to like put on a suit to go interview. I already worked in the company. So it's kind of like an in-house thing. Yeah. Anyway, I go to his office and we, we you know, all of that is great. When I'm done and a friend of mine knows that I interviewed with him, this nigga gets on Twitter and he starts saying, if you want to work for Memph, you got to be flyer than Memph. You got to be savvier than Memph. Oh, I mean, hey, oh, this nigga was speaking about himself in the third person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I was like, word. OK, now come to find out later on. Um, he really didn't. It had nothing to do with me. He just didn't want me to work. For him because he did not want to share an assistant with somebody else. So he was he was acting like a child. But I knew that he did all of that. So I'm like, all right, bet. Never ended up getting the job, which worked out in my favor because they did a huge layoff and that was one of the first departments to go. Oh wow. But and this is before all his gun charge stuff. But uh, <laughs> I'm at the elevator one day and he passes by. He's like, oh, what's up, Jay? Good to see you. I like that little feather earring you got in your ear. And I was like, fuck you, nigga. And I got <laughs> on the elevator. <laughs> I'm dead ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was on the 14th floor going down to the 13th. And I looked over and I was disgusted. In other like, words, don't give Jay feedback. <laughs> <laughs> of any kind. I'm like, but that brings us to the discussion. Was that feedback or was that criticism? But first, sis, do you have a feedback story? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay. Kind of like similar to Fran. Recently, I've been getting a lot of advice. Mm Mm-hmm. As far as, you know, what things I should be doing differently. Yes. Um, kind of promote myself. Yes. Or mm-hmm. gain, you know, a larger audience. or Not even as far as like social media is concerned, but even um, at work. So like in, grad, like in graduate school, you're in a doctoral program. You're trained to do research. And a lot of times the conventional career choice after you graduate is to go into the faculty, like to get a job as a professor on a campus. Mm -hmm. Now, there are other things that you can do, but that is often packaged and presented as kind of like what you should be doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And. I have gotten I mean, I think they're all well-intentioned people who have my best interests at heart 
and really believe that I would make a useful contribution to the professoriate. So it's not like shade, but I have been kind of getting a lot of questions around the kind of job that I have now. People kind of pushing, like, when are you going to get on the market to get a faculty job? Um, like, when are you going to get a real job? When are you going to be like a real academic? Um, those kinds of things. And even giving advice, like, you know, this is what you should be doing. This is the kind of stuff you should put out around this time because that's when all the jobs are going to be on the market and all that kind of stuff. Um, and kind of situation people know what you're doing and how I should be using my platform, you know, using the show to kind of promote my work more and all that. So, and, and these are valid points and, you know, good advice that people raise, I mean, people offer. But like you, Fran, I, I feel like I'm, I have some clarity about who I am and how I choose to exist exactly in certain spaces. And I happen to believe that the, the nature of the work that I'm doing is just as academic and just as scholarly um, and just as impactful and significant than it would be if I were in a different context. So the organization that I work for affords me a platform, a national platform, where I have access to leaders and professors, you know, across the country. And if I were just, you know, assistant professor to Kia on a campus, I might not have that kind of access. So while I'm not closing the door and saying, you know, I'll never be a professor or I'll never be uh, academic in that way, um, it doesn't make sense for what I want to do, the kind of work that I want to do, the kind of impact that I want to have right now. So, you know, the feedback is helpful, I guess. Um, but at the same time, I'm having to learn to find ways to, I'm going to use one of my grandma's cliches for lack of a better term, but how to eat the meat and spit out the bones. Mm -hmm. Like how, how to what parts of the advice and feedback and suggestions that people make um, that are useful and relevant to me and my goals, um, but kind of discard or shelve or tuck away <laughs> the advice that's not really useful for me right now. Um, so I wanted to, you know, like you said, go to the next question in terms of like deciphering feedback from criticism, but also how do you make sure that you don't lose yourself? Like what are some of the things that you're doing or you've been able to do for it to kind of keep you clear about who you are and how you want to exist in your career, despite all of the advice and suggestions that people give you? Honestly, I think um, solitude <laughs> to me is like where people gain their streak of genius. The thing about feedback as helpful, like you said, as useful as it can be, it's also people's projections based on their circumstances. Mm -hmm. You know what right. I mean? And And not to get all like, preachy or whatever, but I'm channeling my trajectory. You know what I mean? I'm going as I go. Like I listen to God, I pray, I'm channeling the next steps. So feedback isn't always useful because even if someone means well, 
they don't know what I'm channeling. They mm-hmm. don't understand the story that's unraveling for me. Mm-hmm. And so while they might have a picture based on their story or people around them or what they want for me, it can actually be detrimental to plant a ton of seeds, you know what I mean, in my direction, when in reality, all of us, even sitting here, even people listening, we, I'm not following a formula. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, you know, people tell me, oh, the next step, you got to do the book and then do this and then do that. And it's like, that's going to happen, I'm sure, because I am drawn to it. But in my heart right now, I don't feel that. And every step for me has to be felt. That's the only way I can move forward. Like, I'll sit and think, does this feel good? Even with everything I do, that's why I left YouTube, because it didn't feel good anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It didn't feel, I no longer felt connected. Mm -hmm. And every step I take, I'm super mindful of how my body, even like on a physical level, on an emotional level, spiritual level, I pay attention to the subtle energies that Mm -hmm. let me know this is good. You know, this is where you should be. I feel like I'm thriving. I can feel that I'm growing. And sometimes you can get confused because things can be challenging and you might take that as I shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you need to learn to read through what challenges are actually helping you break through to the next step. You know, so there's a lot of deciphering, a lot of processing. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I choose solitude. Because there is a lot of deciphering and processing that I need to be doing. And I don't really, that's why like feedback is not always my favorite thing. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, thank you. <laughs> but I'm figuring out what Fran was put here for. Right? Mm-hmm. And you don't have those steps right. because they're not for you. Right. You know what I mean? So I guess my advice would be consider the source always. And it's always a case by case basis, you know, like I have some friends that they give me incredible feedback and I love them and I trust them. And I know that if they're giving me feedback, which they rarely do, but if they are, it's always with the best intention at heart. But even that I still take as a grain of salt, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like I, I, friend is the feedback I need to be listening to. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. It's like, you have to have a, a sense of self. Yeah. Because without that, you can literally be whatever people, people can choose who you are. And that's mm-hmm. a dangerous place to be. Oh, it's so um, dangerous. So dangerous. Cause it puts you in a box. It puts you, it, and I know that's also like used so much, but it does put you in a box. Like I'll have people hit me up and say, I think you need to come up with a sample catering menu so that we can just give your information out to people and let them know kind of what you're, what you offer. And I have to let people know that's actually not how I work. You know, I'm not here to make big pans of rice and peas and fish (laughs) and you know what I'm saying? Like broccoli and give it to you because like I could, anybody can do that, but I want to make dishes that people really want to eat. You know, anytime that I've watched any cooking shows, anytime I've, I've read uh, recipes, I've watched videos, whatever, I'm like, I will look for the things that I want to eat. And so that's the kind of content that I want to put out. And that's the kind of food that I want to put out. I want to put out things that people truly want to eat, which is why I do consultations is why I sit down with people. I'm like, what are you like? What are you really like? Are you going for a street food theme? Are you uh, like, are you doing that? Are you going for something more elegant? But it's fun to be able to play on those menus on what people want. And I can't do that when I'm offering you 
a pan of curried shrimp for $95. You know what I'm saying? Like if you want curry shrimp, then we can talk about curry shrimp, but I'm not just going to offer you six options. And then that's what you have to choose from. That's not how I want to work. And you prefer to flow. And I think absolutely being in flow to me, that is, and, and my interpretation of flow is channeling, Mm -hmm. you know, that when I'm in flow, that means that I'm completely receptive to them and that I'm supposed to be taking it. Right. And that's why you prefer that than to just create a generic <laughs> list right. that doesn't allow you to channel what what I really yeah, want to do with the evolution of Jade as a chef. <laughs> evolution of Jade as a chef. <laughs> yes, the evolution of that. That's like the that should be your book title. That's going to be my cookbook. The evolution of Jade as a chef. <laughs> Dedicated to Franiqua. <laughs> Equal. It's so rigorous. <laughs> <laughs> My That's it. That's it. No, but that's so key, right? That's so key because, like you, you said, channeling or being like just like the stop and listen. Just, I guess I keep going back to that point because. That really punched me in my face when you said that, like solitude and being mm. being comfortable with hearing, um, you know, like being led of yourself, being led or being led by what leads you. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I remember, I don't know where I got it from. I probably heard some preacher say it or something, but it's like we often pray for God to give us direction, but we don't ever stop and listen or stop and take Hello. it. Hello. That's, so, That's really it. So, and you have to, there's something to what I've learned in my own kind of faith walk and growth process is that you have to have that time by yourself so that you can know how God's going to talk to you. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the way he talks to you may not be the way he talks to everybody else. And you have to be able to hear him to know Cause I like I say now I only want what God wants from me. Like I appreciate what you think would be helpful or useful or what would take me to the next level, but I don't want anything that's not mine. Thank you. Nothing that's not for Kia. And that's exactly it. That's exactly Exactly. my point. And and honestly, as soon as I feel myself asking, because you know we all ask that question of God, what's next? Mm -hmm. And it never fails that when I get to the point where I have to ask what's next Mm -hmm. is because I haven't sat still for an answer to come to me. That's it. It's always correlated. Mm -hmm. It never fails. And so now I've learned like to create that stillness for the answer of what's next to actually come through. That's one thing that I always, I always like, that's the one thing that I had in it, in it, it always came across um, when I was younger as just being stubborn. Um, right, and people take it that way. Oh, all the time. You know what I'm saying? My mother drilled. She was like, yo, you need to go to nursing school. Like, you need to go to nursing school. You're always going to be able to have a job. You're, you're going to be able to travel. You can make six figures. You can do this. You're always going to be... My mother also drilled in me and my sister, always be able to take care of yourself. Like, if you want to get married, that's your prerogative, but always be able to take care of yourself. And while... And that's where I took key. That's where key is, you know, grandmother's advice comes in, mm-hmm. eat the meat and spit out the bones. And it's like, 
I took what my mother said as far as always wanting to be able to take care of myself, but I can't do that in a way where I'm not feeling fulfilled. Right. You know what I'm saying? Do, it in the way do you want, want me giving you shots? No. <laughs> Nobody wants me giving them shots. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it's just, <laughs> I'm like, all right, it's time to take your blood. <laughs> like <laughs> blood. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not, you don't want me giving you shots. I don't want to give you shots. No. So like we don't need to do this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying and I just anytime anything didn't feel right to me I couldn't do it if it wasn't settled in my spirit I couldn't do it and people have called that stupid and they've called it all kinds of things but I've had to listen to myself because I'm the I'm the only person who has to live with me you ain't got to live with me forever I have to live with me and if I don't like what I'm doing I'm not gonna be a nice person and I think people don't realize that when they're miserable and unhappy, it stifles them in so many other areas in their life. And it translates in how you communicate with people, and what you do. And so I've always had to listen to that little thing that's like, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Or if it is for me, I'm going to go after it. Sometimes you get doubtful, you know what I'm saying? But you know when something is not yours, like you know it in your gut. Yeah, and, I, and it's going to come out anyway. It's like, look at how many times have we seen, especially <clears throat> with the artists, like singers that we've seen that, when they first came out, they did what the label told them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then by the sophomore or third album, it's like suddenly this is who I really am, you know what I mean? Right. And, and then they right. go through that thing where their fan base hates them for it because it's not what they're used to. Pink. Like Pink, <laughs> yeah, you know, when Pink is back and she changed I mean, because she really, like, she was just trying to use <laughs> us. And it's like, no, girl. No, the she just didn't want to do that. Back, and <laughs> right. then she was like, I want to do rock, you know? And so, We've seen it so many times, and I think, in my opinion, the true you will come out eventually. Oh, absolutely. Whether it's when you're older and you're looking back like, dang, you know, or younger. So why not do it now? Mm -hmm. You know, why not save yourself the years of having to look back and feel a way about, you know, the time spent being Mm -hmm. somewhere else? Like, I I look now and I'm so thankful. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm thankful to be in my 30s. Absolutely. And to already know this about myself, Mm -hmm. that, like, I am going to do a trajectory my way. And I'm just so glad that I did it now. You know what I mean? And even my mom, she always says it like, ooh, I'm so happy for you. I'm happy you figured it out this young, you know? Mm -hmm. And so those of you listening, regardless of how old you are, like, it's going to hit you where you're going to just wake up one day and be like, I I can't not be myself. Right. The sooner right. you step in, the easeful, like it's just easeful. I just feel so good. You're always going to feel stifled when you're not being yourself. Yeah. You're never going to feel content with anything you're doing when you're not being yourself. Yeah. Your heart knows it. You're, you know it. You know right. it. You know what I mean? And a lot of that anxiety that we feel around getting feedback can often be because we are trying to live to standards that are not consistent with who we are. So I don't want to, I don't want to say that, you know, all feedback is bad feedback or, you know, all criticism is, is, um, you know, to break you down. There are people in your life who are sent into your life to kind of cultivate your gifts and build you up. So real friends, people who really care about you are going to have the capacity to check you in a way that doesn't come for your heart. So absolutely. So Definitely. In, in instances, like in my performance appraisal at work, 
So my supervisor, you know, I love her. We work very differently. And that sometimes can get in the way of, you know, productivity. And I have to be conscious of myself and, and receiving what she says, where I'm like actually receiving it and not just reacting emotionally or getting defensive. Um, because when I really have a conversation with her, sit down and look at her eyes, I really, I, I know that she is not coming for me. <laughs> like there, this is not about her trying to break me down. Um, and, you know, I have to take what she says and put it in the right context because I'm not saying that, you know, she knows everything. But in this instance, she knows a lot more about, you know, certain things and things that I want to know more about. So I do have to check myself sometimes and, you know, think like, okay, like Fran said before, when I consider the source and I consider the track record of our relationship and all of the things that I've learned from her thus far, and no, like she has no reason at this point to throw me under the bus. Or, yeah, so I mean, and I've been with her long enough that I feel like I know and I trust her character. Um, so even though she, we could change the way that we speak to each other, but that's a part of our growing process in our relationship. But I think fundamentally at the core, when she does check me about them, they are things that there's validity to some of, some of those things. So it's like, like I was talking about before, the typos, like if she catches certain things, <laughs> she will rag on me. She will rag on me. Um, and it can get like hard to hear like, all right, girl, I got it. <laughs> but, but when I really think about it and I have a conversation with her, you know, she shares her heart. Like she said to me during the evaluation, like, I'm hard on you because I know that you have so much potential and I don't want people to get hung up on a typo and not like, you know, like people, you don't want people to say like, I don't, Takiya is brilliant, but there's a typo in every email that she sends. So, so, that's something that's going to help me. You know what I'm saying? She's hard on me about certain things. because She's like, I don't want little careless things that you can fix so easily to get in the way of where I see you going. And somebody who says stuff like that to you is not somebody who's really worried. You know what I'm saying? She doesn't think that I can't read or write. She right. knows what the typo is me being careless. Right. So it's about, it to your awareness. It's, it's bringing it to my awareness. And I have to then check myself and not roll my eyes and be like, oh, girl, whatever. But like, <laughs> honestly, I do need to take steps to make sure that things are tighter. Mm-hmm. Right. That's going to make me better in this space. Um, so it is about getting that long time. It's not only getting clear about who you are and where you're headed, but it's also about doing that personal work of checking yourself and really realizing the areas and the different parts of your life where you do need to grow and get better because adulting is, is, a, is about acknowledging the things that you don't do so well. <laughs> Absolutely. And not making and not making excuses for it, right? Absolutely. Like, I'm not going to make excuses for this. Okay, I own it. I could get better. Um, and then making choices to, you know, move toward that. 
instead of just pouting and be like, you a hater. Because sometimes it's not always hate. No, a lot of times it's not always hate. Like, you've got the internet, right? That's criticism. That's hate. That's <laughs> just, that's like, niggas ain't doing nothing to big you up or make you better. <laughs> no, not always. No, not all of them, because but I'm I, talking about the I raggedy ones. You have to, and, and obviously this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. There have been people that have given me Obviously, it was not constructive by any means, <laughs> you know, via Twitter, <laughs> where they'll say something cruel. But in a weird way, I've learned to, like Kia's grandma said, I can find the gem even in people's cruelty where I'll be like, OK, the delivery might not have been the best, <laughs> but I get why they're saying that. You know what I mean? I get and I'm able to kind of see both sides sometimes where like yeah. it's just you have to. You have to be able to remove yourself from the emotional aspect of how certain things are delivered. Yes. To actually be like, I'm receptive to this. I know why they're saying this. And like Kia said, tweak it if you feel it's useful. Right. And actually like beneficial to you. So like I, my criticism though, is always. different than your criticism. <laughs> no, <it's a> surprise. <laughs> like I get, I get it bad. I do get like I've had feedback. Like I've had somebody who has reached out and they've been like, "Yo, Jade, um, I love you. I love you know, I love the shows. Blah 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 blah. Can you not say gypsy because oh, it's an offensive yeah, term? Yeah. I didn't know well, that. So I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? You saying you like you hipping me to something? Of course, you. You getting on a thread and saying that I sound like I have too much spit in my mouth is not is it's not criticism. It's not feedback. It's just stupid. You motherfucking right. I do have spit in my mouth. I'm talking a lot. <laughs> like, I wonder if that's the same Someone said to me that I sound like I what they say. I sound like I have a Jolly Rancher stuck in my that was like, Jay always sound like she got phlegm in her throat. I'm like, well, then stop listening to me, nigga. <laughs> like, so stuff like that. I'm not paying attention to what you got to say. But That's like you funny. both said, I, I, I look at the source of where stuff is oh, coming yeah, from. And I thought it was a really good point that we need to make sure that we do more of that. And it might help us to to not be as defensive because it is in, it's instinctual for us to jump up and defend ourselves. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. When you think about where stuff is coming from, who it's coming from and what their intentions are, if we slow down for a second and we think about those things, then it'll help us to better receive what people are saying. And not saying that you have to take everything that people say, like Kia said, but it helps you to be able to really like listen to people. When you sit down and you listen to them, then you're able to hear some things that might be useful and then maybe some things don't apply to you. Right. And that's why I always say consider the source, too. I remember Mm -hmm. there was a young lady... She kind of was on the defensive uh, and went in on me on Twitter about how self-care is a luxury. Mm. And, you know, I don't have kids and, you know, I live alone and I don't have like a a, a vigorous schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, she's kind of going in and then I, I let her, you know, I'd like let her get it out. <laughs> Clearly she really wanted to. And right. then I responded and I said, what part of self-care is a luxury are you referring to like when people are saying like get this bath bomb that's like forty dollars from lush like i don't even when i speak of self-care i very rarely speak of it in a material sense right i'm like so is it a luxury of time or a luxury of money because all i'm telling people is to be okay with being more selfish and that is i think uh an aspect of ourselves that people are 
afraid to to admit yeah. like we have the right i have the right to be selfish Absolutely. even the word has a negative connotation you know and then she emailed me later funny thing she ended up coming to my wellness retreat this year which was awesome that's awesome but she emailed me later and said she realized how she had completely projected mm-hmm. you know this like because I'm young and I have like this creative life and she sees my apartment and you know she's like I'm thinking you're like living glam and I'm like yeah but it took me a lot of steps to get mm-hmm. to this level of peace you know like I wasn't born where I'm just like la 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 in my house playing with plants like right. <laughs> it was putting myself first that allowed me to get to this point and we had an amazing conversation because nice. I didn't allow my emotional body to take over from how she was coming at me I was able to be like let me consider why she's coming at me this way granted we can't do that for everybody on the internet because we'd be exhausted right (laughs) or even just in life right but it has been a technique that has been really useful to me is to not always react you know and, and just kind of being like how can we connect with what you're saying, whether it's cruel or I can tell mm-hmm. you're being defensive because maybe you've misunderstanding. Right. You know what I mean? There's just, Oh, I always consider the source. Yeah. It's and when you're getting it all the time, it's easy to get, def- it's easy to get more and more defensive because oh, well, yeah, you're getting it all the time. Of course. But that, it's good to sit back and it's good to take a, take a seat back and really listen to what people are saying. It's ninja training. Yeah. It's ninja training because it's only going to get heavier and heavier. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. Your brain, and the more work you put out there and people are going to have more opinions they have the right to their opinions mm-hmm. and so you have to learn how to take it all in but not let it affect you on a level where you're no longer able to create absolutely and that's actually what what i will give people the biggest advice i've messed up my music career because i didn't understand how to process feedback mm-hmm. and and the men unfortunately in my life that were telling me, I remember there was an executive that was like, women have to want to be you and men have to want to fuck you. And he was like, if you don't play into those two keys, then you're not going to make it. Mm -hmm. He wasn't even listening to the music. He was more concerned that my jeans were baggy (laughs) and that I had a fat ass and wasn't showing it and wasn't going to make him money. And, you know, and I kept getting sexualized and hypersexualized and the conversation with producers always went back to sex and body and this and that to the point that I like just backed off. Right. You know? Yeah. And sometimes you can get run off if you don't know how to process feedback. And that's another important aspect too, is if you are getting tons of it, what do you do with that? Mm -hmm. You know, especially if it's going against what you feel is right, but everyone else doesn't agree. Right. How do you process that? So that's like, oh, that's like a good segue. Well, I guess I guess one of the things um, I guess that'll be a good way to kind of close the segment is that when you think about the definition of feedback, um, you know, you get the, the the word in the sense of what we're talking about in terms of people giving you criticism or responding to your behavior or your performance in in, in some kind of way. But if we think about feedback in the sense of like microphone feedback, it's really what happens when you get too much noise, like when, mm-hmm. when it's too loud and it's too, it's too much for the signal. So like it, it, it actually is like feedback, microphone feedback. I, I Googled it. It was like when the output 
is so loud and so constant that it actually goes back into the input, like it messes up the loop and dissonance is the result. So like, it's, it's really all about like getting silent. It's really the answer to, you know, feedback overload. And think about it. How do you fix feedback on the mic? You step back. Mm-hmm. Yep. You literally have you to take step away back. and take away distractions. Awesome. Yay. Okay. So I love it. So yeah, that was our kitchen table. I thought it would see it's just so cool. We just I just love it. We needed to talk about these things. I know I did. It's important. Perspective, Um, especially because as you, like like Fran said, ninja training, the older we get, the harder we work, the more doors are going to open. And you have to be able to manage where you are now, learn how to manage where you are now so that when more blessings, more opportunities, more favor comes, you'll be in a position where you can handle it. Amen. And Um, And the thing about solitude, just on the last point, that's so amazing. Mm-hmm. For a long time, I thought, oh, I have to be by myself so that like I can stay healthy and I can cultivate the environment that's going to make, you know, the best version of Fran. But what I'm learning now at this age is that the solitude is actually more so in preparation for being around people. Mm, right. <laughs> yeah. Like that's right. the most important. So now I'm actually looking forward to collaborating, looking forward to working with other people and creating and, you know, stepping into different ventures because I'm so comfortable mm-hmm. and solid with who Fran is that mm-hmm. I can now be of service to the world in a way yeah. healthier. Ooh, come on. Yeah. Point. Like it's, I'm like, I'm just healthier. I'm able to receive mm-hmm. feedback better. I'm able to give it like, I just feel healthier. I feel like it's all going to come from the right place when it comes from me. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'm, I'm excited to partake in the world because I gave myself that solitude so Frank can create her energy signature, which now I can like bestow on the world. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That translates to everything, right? That translates to everything. Not only your professional life, your personal life, but like thinking about like relationships. Um, I was talking to my therapist about all the problematic advice that single woman did (laughs) about like how you know all the things that you need to do about you the things that you need to change and and uh, and do about like change about yourself in order to be ready uh to receive this perfect relationship that's somewhere floating out there in the ether waiting for you to get your life together right um that's just how you don't really think about it. I mean, even especially at church, but like you, people tell you especially all the messages and how how damaging that really is, and what it really does is that it sets you up to think that all these things are wrong with you, right? Right. So you you get yourself situated and serious about the business of changing all of these things about yourself instead of embracing and learning and getting to know who you are, such that you'll be able to attract and sustain relationships with the people that compliment you. Not not people who who uh, fall in love with this false sense of the person that you created because you thought that's who you had to be 
Mm-hmm. It's true. To be all in the partnership. Wrong people because you're doing all the wrong things. What do you exactly. expect? <laughs> it happens married too. Like, and I think I got married at a, I'm in a really fun um, age bracket where I had advice from a whole bunch of older women. Oh. And then you have a bunch of like really millennial feminists who give their advice as well. So it's very much like you need to fix your husband's plate. And I, maybe you have too many jobs right now. <laughs> you're just doing too many things. And then you got the other ones over here. What you changing your last name for? I'll never change my last name. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> you're like, I'm all right. <laughs> all right. Hold on a second here. And that's where I had to take certain things and look at different people who had successful relationships. But maybe there are certain things within those relationships that I found have not worked over time. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they work for you, but they're not going to work for me. Right. So, you know, I take some of it and then some of it ain't for me over mm-hmm. here. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we have our separate bank accounts. We have our separate things going on. But yes, I did change my last name. You know what I mean? So right. it's like, well, it has to work. for you. It has to work for me. And and I think that that just needs to be for everybody, for everything, for everything. personal career, uh, spiritual, everything. It needs to be for you and nobody else. Mm-hmm. Not a partner, not a mama, not a sister. It needs to be for yourself. Okay. Indeed. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. It's time for the petty peeves. You know, my favorite petty peeves are always cab-related. <laughs> really? <laughs> they always, it's always a cab driver. <laughs> it's always a cab driver. What, what bike did you kick this week? I have learned, okay, I have heard the feedback and the criticism from both my body oh my God. and my loved ones. And so Listen. I will not be kicking any more bikes. <laughs> but thank God. And I like, okay, so this week in my cab, um, my cab confessions, I was waiting for an Uber, Lyft, Juno, one of those. And, um, so the cab driver said, you know, the thing says he's eight minutes away. Well, I see him crawling. I'm like, traffic must be terrible, but it's flowing on my street. So I'm not understanding what's happening. Takes him 15 minutes to get to me. So I'm already irritated. Don't say anything. I get in the, I look for him. Excuse me. This is where it all starts. I look for him. Cause it says he's there for like a minute. So I, I hit him up. I said, sir, where, where are you? It says you've been here for a minute, but I don't see you. Do you see the flashing lights? This man was down the street and across the block, like across the street and down the block, like in the middle of the block. So I'm like, all right, that's not the address that I put in, but okay. So I walk over, I get in the cab and I said to him, I was like, this is not the address that I put in at all. Like it's not even close to it. I hate when And I had catering stuff in my hand. Oh no. Yeah. Like I had like racks and like sternos and shit. So I'm like, that, this is not where I put so the first thing he says to me when I said that to him was, don't bang my door mm. next time you get in my cab. What? I said, you didn't even acknowledge what I just said. I said, you know what? Let's not even do this. Take me to where I'm going in silence. I was like, don't talk to me. I won't talk to you. Let's just, let's just, let's just get there. It's That's 10 minutes it. away. That's it. <laughs> so he tells me, I'm not taking you anywhere. Get out of my cab. What? What? <laughs> I said, you hate women. Okay, cool. (laughs) So I figured it out. I was like, oh, you just hate women. Cool. I said, no problem. I'm gonna get out of your cab. I was like, I don't want your energy on me for the rest of the day. Cancel my ride. I'll get out. Yo, what's your Uber rating? 
it's actually like a four and a half. No, because I don't I have believe had, it. I have I multiple pleasant experiences in Cali. Like, I have so many pleasant experiences, but there's always one asshole who wants to try me. <laughs> so he's like, I'm not canceling. You cancel. Oh, no. I was like, oh, you bugging. Absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not canceling anything. And I'm not getting out until you cancel my ride. So he doesn't want me sitting in his cab. He hates me. So he cancels <laughs> the ride. I said, all right, bet. Now I'll get out. And I got out and I didn't close the door and I walked <gasps> back to my house. <laughs> you are so funny. I am. <laughs> Every time a cat, like, I don't, I won't close your door. If you oh, piss me off, I'm not closing it. I'm going to make you get out. I don't That's care where we are. <laughs> so. Get out and walk around. <laughs> and then they'd be looking at me crazy because they don't know what I'm getting ready to do. Like, why didn't this bitch close the door? Right. I'm like, because you don't, I want you to stay on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i got out and then Ooh. the next cab i what? called it and the cab driver drives past me and cancels the ride because that was his cousin <laughs> no it was right. a different ethnicity <laughs> so he, cancels he probably the put an apb out right like like he nope was, this one don't do it don't do it but i got my third one was a charm he was pleasant he was wonderful <laughs> but i was so irritated so that's my petty peeve this week that nigga and i sent a very white woman email oh god to the oh god. i said if you like I, every, I sure am you strongly sure worded explain email. something to you strongly white women write strongly. letters for the smallest things like they write letters for everything how come my black ass can't reap the benefits when you screw me over <laughs> Jade is, I know, that's is team typing vigor. <laughs> that's on her. Team typing, team typing furiously. It's like her, it's like I said, her, uh, it's like her fingers got tens on them. <laughs> <laughs> She had me talking one day and I didn't even see that tweet for days until somebody right. retweeted it again. And I was like, Tim's on my fingers, kid. <laughs> Tim's, Tim's. She got still Tim's on her fingertips. Just ga 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 ga. You damn right. You damn right. We out here. What's your petty beef? All right, so I had the blessed privilege and honor to go see Anita Baker in concert Ooh, last night. Oh, I'm so jealous. I had that in my calendar, and I was like, which one Same. of y'all put this in my calendar? <laughs> <laughs> it literally popped up, and it said next thing. You know how it tells you, like, the next thing that you can yes. It said Anita Baker concert in D.C. <laughs> I was like, okay, I know I didn't put this in <laughs> <laughs> let me check my let me check my ticket master Did I, ticket? I was supposed to be there you were there Ugh. so yes I was at the concert Anita Baker is flawless Ugh. if you have the opportunity to go see her I'm trying to see her again before this tour is over because wow. I I just will never be the same because Fran you, you will appreciate this I said this on my Insta stories Anita Baker um, I think the Rapture album came out in like 1986 or something like that. I don't know, but it was, you know, upwards of like 30 years ago. <laughs> so Anita Baker t- today is singing songs in the original key live. Wow. Oh. Like she was sing, she sung every song in its original key live and sounded like it was a little engineer in her throat mastering. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, what kind of 
alien is this like this woman (laughs) wow this woman is actually a machine i've never heard anything like it and um giving you the best that i got i would venture to say just because i'm you know crazy but my friend gerard shout out to gerard who was with me uh he confirmed because we're both like musical geeks but giving you the best i got i believe that the band actually started playing the song uh in a key that's a half a step higher than the original. <gasps> because, because, and Anita was like, right, as the song was starting, she did look like, and she asked the MD, she was like, is this in the right key? <laughs> and he nodded. He nodded, but I was like, it's not. And the guy was like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so So I was just like, oh my God, it's higher. So I'm thinking, and um, giving you the best I got, got some big notes, like some long, like some sustained high notes and I'm sitting there like oh god like but now this is a higher key but uh, Anita rose to the occasion wow. and was just singing her face so I've never seen anything like it in my life and I just Everybody's have so many more respect exactly <laughs> no I mean don't quote me I hope I hope I don't I don't know it was just me but I was just kind of like in my head like I don't think this is right and then Gerard was like it's not right and I was like oh god thank you <laughs> but that's not my petty peeve. My petty peeve was for the people who were seated behind me <laughs> who sent word, who sent word. They sent some person, wasn't an usher or anybody that worked there, but just another person in the seat sent word over to like me and Keisha and this other guy that was sitting next to us that was like, can y'all sit down? And what? I was like, no. Nah. Kiss my ass. At a concert? At a concert. At a concert. And I'm just like, I paid $160. If I want to stand on this seat, I'm a standing on this seat. I want you to know. And there's no, and ain't nobody going to move me. You understand? So that was my petty peeve for the people like, like I paid the money to go to the concert. It is my choice to do what I want to do. Like if it's not against the law or illegal or putting anybody in danger, if I want to stand up for all 12 of these songs, that's my business. That's what I'm doing. Don't ask me. Why are you not standing up? This is Anita Baker. Exactly. Why are you not standing like, up? You lazy. Anita Baker. First of all, Regina Bell and Anita Baker's song, You Bring Me Joy. Unrehearsed. Unrehearsed. Jade, I was like standing on my head by the end of the song. I couldn't even. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what else. Like, I couldn't. I was like, I, I was crying. I was. It was just an emotional mess. I didn't know how to deal because... Music, like, good singing, like, good live music, it does something to my spirit. Like, mm. I couldn't even... Like, you really do. Oh. Like, they sung it live, unrehearsed. I'm The band didn't rehearse it. The background singers, wow. they had never oh ran God. it before. Wow. Everybody was just going off the cuff. Wow. So, like, and it was perfect. Oh. So I'm like, Anita Baker and Regina Bell are singing unrehearsed and you want me to sit down? You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. You're disrespectful. I can't believe that you're not standing. How are you not standing? (laughs) Anita Baker has been singing for 40 years and she still sounds like she did 40 years ago. And you're sitting down? (laughs) You're disrespectful. Like, I'm going to get the usher. (laughs) I'm going to get Exactly. Like, I'm going to get you thrown out of here. They don't know exactly. like when they see it. Okay, exactly. Give it, she's giving was, them the best that she got. Exactly. Don't appreciate. Anita Baker is out here in her finest kitten heels, giving you people a show, and y'all gonna sit down in your seat? How dare you? How dare you? 
<laughs> but yes, that's my petty peeve. Be at the concert. Don't ask me to do nothing at the concert because I'm not working for you. That's real. That's, that's real. real. With love so strong. It was so perfect. Listen, do yourself the favor and go Google Walter the singing dog. The and singing and dog. thank you. And thank me later. Walter is a vocalist. He is. And he's Y'all awesome. are mad. <laughs> Fred, do you have a petty peeve? I do have a petty peeve. Yay. I have a gentrification petty peeve. Oh, yeah. Well, I just have to come with a deep one. That ain't it's petty. Not deep. That's it's not petty. petty. <laughs> not deep. Not deep at all. Why, That's not why deep at are you all. moving to Harlem mm. if you don't feel comfortable around Black people? Oh, I thought it was going to stop with why are you moving to Harlem? Because I was about to well, be I like, mean, yes. That, 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 <laughs> yes. yes. I'd have been like, I'd have been like, period. <laughs> question mark. That was, that's it. End of question. No, that's it. Just, like, there's so Absolutely. many white folks in my building that you can tell are nervous mm. around us. Mm. And, you know, especially at night, if we're coming from the train, walking, you know, to the building, mm. And you're anxious and you look anxious. You're giving off anxious mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the thought process of moving to a place where I'm anxious about walking home. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? That makes perfect no. sense. It makes, no. I mean, I don't know. Oh, what you're saying. Yes, but not then. No, no. yeah. And then, yes. you know, and then mm-hmm. because they're choosing to do that, it puts us in weird positions where we're getting the police called on us for mm-hmm. everything because mm-hmm. they're in a constant state of anxiousness. I saw and my it's first just, white neighbor. Yeah, and it's, uh-oh, it's a wrap. <laughs> what? I tweeted it. It's I a wrap. I said it's starting. It's a wrap. Because oh, no. now my oh, building, God. you know, and, and you know what I have to say? It is a pet peeve because I've been living where I'm at for many years. Mm-hmm. And that building, it's nice. You see my building, like, it's nice. It's mm-hmm. a nice building. It's a nice complex. But it's an old building. Mm-hmm. And now, because mm-hmm. of gentrification, they've redone the lobby, we have mm-hmm. um, a, a package room now where packages, oh. I know because packages back in my day were being stolen, but now we have a room right. where there's an actual locker mm-hmm. and your packages will be in there, you know, under your name. Mm-hmm. So you never have to worry about, you know, maybe having someone sign it off for you or waiting for a package or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just right. kind of sad that those changes that are really nice and convenient and cater to our community yeah. didn't happen until mm-hmm. that community chose to give our neighborhood and building value. And that's, right. you know, that sucks. Man. It does. It's, it's, hurt, it's hurtful. It's because, insulting. Yeah. It's hurtful how everything is being redone. the train station. And it's just like, Oh, now it's worthy of yeah. being yeah. in better condition. Cause they're here. And it's infuriating because I know in my building, I had a, uh, I had a a resident, like I was, it was late one night, I was doing laundry in the laundry room and, and, and I've noticed this a lot. Like I see, I've been living in the same same building since I moved here. So six years. So when you come across like white people in the building, it's like, they ask you questions like, did you just move here? Or what are you doing here? This one lady in the laundry room 
like asking me if I live here. It's like, no, I don't live here, but I'm here doing laundry at midnight. What the hell? Right. What kind of question? And why are you? See, you're busy. I, I wouldn't. I've been like, who? Like, so there must be somebody saying. behind me. You're not asking me that stupid ass question. Why are you asking questions? Number one, and it really makes me mad because I'm like, you know how much money I pay to live here. You don't. You don't get to ask me no you questions. Know, right. Hello, please. I, I, I just like you. My rent check clears just like yours. So don't ask me nothing. Don't ask me. I said, don't ask me my name. Don't ask me nothing. And y'all know I travel a lot because I have the two tours happening. Mm -hmm. Do you know Mm -hmm. one of my neighbors asked me? She was like, "You must be a flight attendant." And I and I was so like confused. Like you don't even know. Like you know you're. Why are you watching me like that? Don't even ask me questions about why I'm traveling. Like right. It was very, you know, like... So now like, I know you watching me. Yeah. Nah. She's like, be you like, must you know, be a travel... You'd be like, actually, no, I'm a person who minds their business, but you have a good day. <laughs> I was like, you must be in my business. <laughs> and you have not been invited there. So you must be leaving. <laughs> you must be on your way. I've never seen her in the in the hallway when I'm coming in and out with my suitcases. So I'm like, what? Is she, like, looking out the window when I'm right. the the Yeah, like... You know, I just that that's what I'm saying about people being on high alert mm-hmm. when they're in a neighborhood they don't feel safe in. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm like, well then why move here? Right. Why move so here? That ain't petty at all. That is valid. <laughs> <laughs> valid. That's a valid, very valid concern. <laughs> Thank you, friend, for Thank joining you. us. Oh, oh my God. We have been trying so to get Fran for so long. Fran was actually supposed to be a part of the live show. I know. But, you know, she got wellness tour mm-hmm. things. I shopping. know, I'm missing everything. Mm-hmm. And Getting Grown is going to be the guest on the friend zone. <laughs> this is a mashup episode, which is going to be hilarious. Yes. That's going to be oh so. Oh that's that's going to be a mess. That's going to be a. There will be no <laughs> wellness. <laughs> yeah, no kitchen. It'll be like kitchen episode. table wellness mess. It'll be nothing but. It's, for, it's going to be four hours because it's going to take us two hours to get ourselves together. <laughs> oh my God. We are not because we're childish and we don't get anything done. It took. A, this is a two-hour episode, yes. and Dustin and Asante are not here. <laughs> <laughs> You should have. I went up to Dustin's job the other day, and we were cutting. I was up there for I hours. I saw you on his Insta story. Oh yeah. Dustin works for one of my clients, so <laughs> um, my company's client. Dustin works for them, and so it works out when my company has meetings. I'm like, well, I'm gonna go visit my brother, <laughs> and I go in there, and we act a nigga ass mess. <laughs> you oh my god! Oh my! That should have been my goddamn petty peeve. I'm so, oh god. <laughs> This nasty. We'll save it. I will. You know what? You're right. I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save next it next week. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Hold me to that. It happened. His job. Put a pin in it. And we both gave him a disgusted look. Oh, anyway, just a complaint to security. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> do like friends, neighbors don't, and mind your business. <laughs> uh huh. Go ahead. Sis. Moisturize your skin. <laughs> they don't do that either. And, uh, <laughs> Yes, indeed. And stay hydrated because your black will crack if it's dry. Absolutely. Bye. (laughs) Bye. I love you guys. Bye. Don't forget this week's episode is brought to you by Lioness. Sex isn't one size fits all, which can make it difficult to figure out what works for you. That's why a team of smart female engineers and designers made the Lioness vibrator, the first and only health tracker for your sex life. Simply use it like any normal vibrator and sync it to your app to gain new insights into your sex life and have fun with some self-experimentation. 
Learn more and take 15% off your Lioness at lioness.io forward slash grown. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.